0: to Rising Above with Becky Davidson.
1: The beginning of 2022 with the community group, that was the beginning of renewal for me and restoration for everybody involved in Rising Above. And I just love how that really, it did play out.
0: Welcome to Rising Above with Becky Davidson, where we hear from special needs families who rise above difficult circumstances and discover that joy can be found in every story. Thank you for joining us. Here's your host, Becky Davidson. Hey friends, thanks so much for joining us for this week's episode. I have another great guest to introduce you to, and her name is Chris Beasley. Chris is from Texas, and she's been married to her husband Frederick for 31 years. They have two children Josh is 20 with learning and mild speech difficulties, and Grace, who is 17 and she has autism. And I have had the joy of getting to know Chris over this past year as she has been part of the Rising Above community group that I get to lead on Wednesdays. I will tell you, being part of this group is such an encouragement to me every week as I get to be with these other moms who get and understand this life. And we just bring hope and encouragement to each other on this journey as we're raising our children with special needs. So if you want to know more about all the different groups that we have that meet throughout the week. Just go to our website, check them out there. We would love for you to sign up and find out more about how you can be in community with other families like yours. So here's the conversation that I had with my friend, Chris Beasley. Hey, Chris, thank you so much for joining me for the podcast today. I'm excited to uh, get to delve deeper into your story. So thanks for being here today. Hi, you're welcome. I'm happy to be here. Finally. (laughs) Finally. Yeah. We'll talk about that. It's been quite, it's been a little bit of a struggle um, Mm -hmm. for us to get to this podcast recording, but we're here and I'm glad that we're here. Um, You, I've known you, I I think for about a year now. Have you been part of the community group for about a year? Yes.
1: It started, the community group started in January. Or at least it didn't start in
0: January, but I joined in January. You joined in January. Uh, Was a brand new, right. Yeah. And so I've known you for about a year now. And and i got to tell you, if I were to give an award for <laughs> the person who has been most changed over this year in our group, you would be one of the winners.
1: That's like most improved. But, or well, something, I was I'm gonna sure, right? say, <laughs> yeah,
0: well, I'll just say I have seen the biggest shift in you. Um from the first few times I got to know you in the group to where you are now. Just a totally different attitude. Your whole perspective has shifted and changed. And so we're gonna talk a little bit about that as we go on into this conversation. But I just wanted to start with that because um, I have seen you grow and change and just um, just turn into this. I mean, you already are an amazing person, but to just see you flourish in your, your life now, it's not always easy as as oh. we kind of talked about. It. It's taken us a while to get to this recording, but <laughs> yes. I just want people to know that up front, that I've just, okay. it's been such an honor to see that and be a part of that transformation in your life. But, you know, like we said, getting to this place to record this, <laughs> we, we tried this a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And what happened, Chris? Bless your heart. Uh,
1: meltdown on my daughter's part. Uh-huh. I think she we try, she's not very good with new situations or something out of the ordinary. And we had my husband home from work to kind of take care of her. So that was different and she was tired and other stuff. And so it just as almost as soon as we started outside the door of the room, I was like hearing, ah, she started beating (laughs) on the door and some other things. So so, I hear her outside the door even now, actually, when she's not
0: yelling. So. Hey, and and you know, yeah. that's the beautiful thing about this podcast. It is raw and real and mm-hmm. things happen. We are all special needs parents and we know, you know, it's it, we just work and, and figure out ways to make things happen. And so, hey, if she comes in, she comes in. It'll be great. She can be part of the yeah. conversation. So, uh, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> well, so tell us a little bit about Grace. Okay. Tell us a little bit about your family and where you yes. all live.
1: Okay, so I live in Texas. I uh, moved here with my family almost 50 years ago. It'll be 50 years next year. And um, met my husband in the late 80s after high school. We got married in 91 and started our family in 2002 with our son, Josh, who if you do the math there, that's 20. And then Grace came along in 2005 And uh, so she's 17 now. She has, um, she's mostly nonverbal. She does say some words, but you can't understand them a lot of the times uh, with autism. And uh, I know you like to find out about sort of what happened when we first learned about all this and stuff. So we, uh, in her case, we didn't really realize that she was autistic, but we knew she was not speaking by the age of three even. So we went to have her evaluated with the school district to see uh, what they could do for that. And they came back with the autism diagnosis as well as, you know, obviously they were gonna get her in speech therapy. But at that point, I would say signs of autism were not really strong. Mm. So Mm. maybe it's because she's a girl, I don't know. But we, other than a few little things, it, it wasn't very problematic for us Mm -hmm. other than the communication yeah so everything went along okay i'd say until about fourth grade when she started getting closer to puberty and um that's when i would say her ocd kicked Mm -hmm. in and that became really challenging is the nice way of putting it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) life threatening at times was Mm -hmm. even when she uh hit middle school she It first started, the OCD was just things like getting in and out of a car became difficult and wanting to play with a seatbelt over and over again, stuff like that. So we were being late to school and late to get out of the car and get out of school. Mm -hmm. But by middle school, it was affecting her getting dressed. And then at the worst point, it was affecting her eating. Mm. So she wouldn't even eat. Food, you know put food in her mouth she would have to put it down on the plate pick it up put it down on the plate pick it up maybe play with it around her mouth a little bit and would just take way too long to eat food like mm-hmm. a normal person would right so she was losing weight and she's always been small so we finally at the toward the end of sixth grade we got her in the hospital uh, ended up getting a g- tube and we could do some supplemental feeding for mm. her. That really helped her a lot, plus medication to Mm -hmm. to help with the OCD. So seventh grade year went pretty well. Eighth grade year started going downhill again Uh, by high school. She was back in the hospital another time because just wasn't really gaining weight. And at that point, I had to make the decision that we're going to have to pull her from public school and homeschool her just because she needed the time and not dealing with all those transitions in and out of the house. So that's kind of where we are now. She's in her senior year now. Wow. And uh, as at least, I wouldn't say she's like really thriving in terms mm-hmm. of weight, but at least she's not doing terrible. And, the, and she's, as of um, this year, one of my prayer requests back in the early part of the community group was that she was having problems taking her medications. Well, thankfully that prayer has been answered and we found out that she will take the medication if my husband helps her with it, she's always been a daddy's girl more than for me. That's probably why we kind of butt heads a lot because Mm. she's, she's really been more, um, more liking daddy than mommy.
0: (laughs) Well, you found a way to make it work because that's what we do, especially these moms. We find ways to make it work. And I have to
1: admit, I'm not really all that jealous of him having to administer the medication with her. It's like, go ahead. I can step out of the room and you guys have fun. You can get that done. But she's been taking it regularly since Mm -hmm. then. And that just helps not necessarily all the OCD, but her moods. Mm -hmm. Because if she is not taking it, then she also, I think there are some um, bipolar issues in there Mm -hmm. perhaps or something. And she's much better when she's medicated.
0: Yeah. Well, so... Think about, you know, all that you've been through. You know, it sounds like kind of early on, it maybe wasn't as impactful to your family Mm -hmm. as it is now. And how, so how has this, the diagnosis and kind of where you are now, how does this play out in your family? Like, what does your day-to-day look like now? You said you're homeschooling. Uh And so does that mean you're home most of the time? You know, yeah. So what does your day-to-day look like?
1: We concentrate on life skills with her because that is what she was doing in school. She had regression, unfortunately, not only when she was hitting those middle school, high school years, but even now that she's out out of that routine and home, getting her like she loves to cook. So Mm. once a week, we'll like have a cooking session. In fact, today she wants us to make some um, Rice Krispie treats. So we'll do that and uh, just. We're concentrating on that. You know, she has her iPad that she works with, too, Mm -hmm. that know, most kids. And that is also her communication skill because she had a uh, communication app that we had picked up and learned about during her school years that she Mm -hmm. uses for things. So between the communication app and her minor amount of language and uh, just gesturing and other Mm -hmm. stuff, we we get by with communication. Not pretty, but sometimes it works. We make it work.
0: And how does she do? Like, does she like to go out in the community? Does she prefer to stay at home? It's sort of a mix of both.
1: We have a calendar on the fridge. And if she decides she wants to go to like Kroger or Walmart, some store to store, we'll put it on the calendar and then we'll go. And I think that's good for all of us because for us as parents, we don't have to try to get her out like at the end of a work day or something. Mm. Mm-hmm. And for her, she sees it up there. She knows it's coming. Mm-hmm. So she can mentally prepare for mm-hmm.
0: it. So you do lots of planning ahead of time. You, you would not just mm-hmm. say, hey, we're going to go to Walmart today or we're going to go do well, this. only
1: but, if that's up to her and we have, yeah. <laughs> we have the free time, but that's yeah. not usually how it yeah. works now. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that's the case for so many of our our kiddos. It's like, you know, we've got to be regimented. We've got, you know, I have a a friend right Uh now who her son is having, has been sick. And so, you know, they are doing uh, storyboards for everything, No social Uh stories, like to walk him through every little bit of his day because there's just so many changes with him right now because he's sick. And so... Just, I think people don't realize, you know, so often, you know, so many families, if they want to go to the store or they want to go to a movie or they want to go do do something, there's not much thought put into that. It's like, oh, we've got the time, yeah. let's go. But for our families, so often there's so much prep, there's so much planning and, uh, you know, you have to look at, is this going to cause a meltdown? For me, it's like, are we actually uh-huh. going to be able to get a wheelchair into the store? You know, all the things that impact our daily life. And um, so I know that that can be challenging at times, especially if you're you're homeschooling. So that means you don't have as much time uh, to maybe go run errands or, or do things. D- right. it, do the walls feel like they start to close in on you sometimes, you know? Just- um, at times, we always seem
1: to have such a unique, well, it feels unique to me situation. We have one car, so I can't even get us out of the house during the day if I wanted to particularly. My husband has to take off work for that, uh, but he does work fairly close to home, so it's not a big, it's quite as big an issue as it could be. Yeah. But for, uh, the, like, from about 20, 2008 until 2019, my husband was working second shift, and so he was home during the day, mm. which helped when she was in public school, because then I had a car to be able to get mm-hmm. her to and from school. It sounds like we might actually be going back to that pretty soon, too. So we may be getting ready for another change, which, yeah. yay, who knows how that's going to work out. <laughs> exactly. but, but there's benefits, and, and we'll get through it either right. way. That. But yeah, when you were talking about scheduling things, I was just thinking about how we had to schedule things like putting our Christmas tree up, mm. for instance, because that's a big change in the house. And, if, you know, she's not ready for that visual change in the house, then it's going to cause problems. So we write that sort of thing on the calendar. We did that for trick-or-treating too when she knew that was uh, to be expected. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's definitely planning, writing things down, mm-hmm. timers. We have a, um, a clock that has, it's, a, um, it's one of those Amazon clocks that ties to one of their devices and mm-hmm. can show actually the entire hour counting down on the face of the clock. So we use that a lot with her. She knows that one. Sometimes we have to use that
0: for timeout, (laughs) both hers and mine. There there, (laughs) there you go. There you go. Well, Mm -hmm. you know, when when people look at your family, uh, what do you think people most misunderstand about your family?
1: Oh, I think I had an answer for this at one time, and now I forgot what it was. I think it's that it, it's that it, it can be definitely like we've been talking about all this planning they're just going out into the community can be more work than mm-hmm. other families and that it's it's not easy
0: mm-hmm.
1: um to think of what else. Let's see. Well,
0: so, when you get there, when you get out there, it's like yeah. if people only knew what you had to go through to get to where you are, you know, they, I think they'd be amazed and surprised. Okay. Yeah, I do have now that you
1: mentioned it, that did remind me of something. So, back when we were having our first big, big challenge issue with her in sixth grade, I remember um, coming back after the spring break, that first day and she was having a hard time getting out of the car and getting into the school and some lady passed by and I heard her just mutter something about oh it's the first day back and you're already late something like that oh, and I think she yeah. just meant it in a yeah you know in a maybe an almost funny way I don't know but I'm like boy if you knew that we've mm-hmm. been already trying for three or four hours or however many much time it was Mm -hmm. to get her into this school. This isn't something easy or Mm -hmm. silly or yeah. Yeah. (laughs) it's work. It's a beat down. That's Mm -hmm. the word I would have said.
0: To try to get there. Yeah. 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 And so, you know, it's so hard for our kids so often, uh, just with all the sensory overload, all the things that go on around in the world and, and just the chaos and, and going, you know, I I don't even want to go into Walmart, so I can't. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's sensory <laughs> overload. So, if you could create just the most ideal world for Grace, what would that look like?
1: Well, I believe that the one thing that would have would help us the most is to no longer have appointment times mm, <laughs> and yeah. things so where we have to be at a certain place at a certain time mm-hmm. because she is not good at that. And I I've realized that that's God lives outside of time. So mm. eventually there's going to be a time where it isn't a problem. <laughs> right. Right. We don't have to worry about appointment times or anything yeah. like that. So thank you, Lord, that that is mm. coming because we need it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, that would be great. No no time. Uh you can just show up when yeah. when, when when you want to, when you're ready yeah. and yeah, that's great. Because she she's
1: not definitely doesn't understand the concept of Mm -hmm. (laughs) time or an appointment time or Mm -hmm. that school starts at a certain time Mm -hmm. or anything like that. But yeah, yeah. so I'm looking forward to that finally, that not being an issue at all.
0: Well, and I bet, (laughs) you know, as hard as it is for you um, to homeschool, maybe in some respects it's easier for you because you're not having to fight getting out the door to school. You're not having Uh, to fight uh being at certain. So, you you know, you can probably see the positives and yeah, this hard in these areas, but it really makes our life easier here.
1: Absolutely. And that was one of the things that, while it was so difficult for me to finally surrender the second time that she was in the hospital and say, I think I'm going to have to pull her from school. Mm -hmm. We just cannot go through this anymore to thinking at least this part of it is not going to be an issue. The struggle of that is no longer, a, a, you know, going into school mm-hmm. late. We, we've we been going at times, there were times she was going into school like four hours late. <laughs> like more of the day was mm-hmm. spent at home just trying to get her there than actually at the school. It's the battle, the
0: battle of it trying is, to, yes. yeah. Yes, yeah.
1: every day was mm-hmm. a battle. So that part of it was at least a relief, even mm-hmm. though there is, of course, a grief about, well, now she's not doing what we thought she was mm-hmm. going to be doing. Yeah.
0: So Yeah. And what do you do when that grief hits? I mean, what are some of the things you do when when those uh, hard days come?
1: Uh well, I probably get a little more sullen than I would like to be. There's crying, there's praying, there's probably some yelling at God too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's I'm I'm so thankful that he is able to handle mm-hmm. everything that I can throw at him and that it doesn't really surprise him or mm-hmm. hurt him or anything that he's it's just amazing like yeah, that. yeah, so yeah.
0: well, you know, I know for me, there are so many things that this journey of being a special needs mom, it's not what I would have chosen for myself. Mm-hmm. It's not the path I if I could have looked, you know 25, 26 years ago, this is not the path that I would have picked mm-hmm. for myself. I can look now and go, thank you, Lord, because you knew exactly what you were doing when you gave me John Alex. But you know, there's things on this journey that I have learned that I would have never learned any other way. So when you look at your life, you've been a special needs mom, what, for 17 years now?
1: Tw- and, yeah, I mean, 20 kind of, because Josh has some issues. He has sensory issues and okay. things like that. So that's my older, my yeah. son, Joshua.
0: So are there things you would that you've learned that maybe, you know, had you not been on this journey that, that you have learned that you might not have learned? Well, one of the things I
1: realized is that I um, did not realize that being a parent was going to put you in so much contact with people. Mm. (laughs) I'm not necessarily, I'm certainly not an extrovert. I may not be a full on introvert either, but Mm -hmm. I, as an only child, I've learned to sort of keep to myself more than being a large amount of people and enjoying Mm -hmm. a lot of society. Mm -hmm. So, and I've always been like timid maybe about Putting myself out there or connecting with uh, strangers and, and things—I'm better at it now than I used to be, certainly. But so I didn't think about the fact that you know, when you become a parent, hey, now you're going to be talking to teachers and mm-hmm. you're going to be having talking to doctors and all these other people that you don't necessarily do when you have to communicate with when you are a um, not having children or you know a single or something. So it's. It's uh, definitely something I would not have chosen for myself, but I think there was definitely a benefit in that and in, in growing and mm. doing all that and, yeah. and, and finding people that I
0: now connect with mm-hmm. that I certainly would not have. Well, we wouldn't have connected if we didn't have, yeah. you know, our kids True. with special needs. And, yeah. um, you know, you talked a few minutes ago about grief. You know, we talked about, you know, the grieving, those things that, you know, you thought, your daughter's life was going to look like it doesn't now. So when, when those days of grief come on, what brings you encouragement on those days, on those really hard days? What are ways, what are things that, that brings you hope and encouragement on those days?
1: I I like um, this year, especially I have uh, been listening to more music, certainly that, and just, As you know, of course, that I'm now in a church and um, getting to listen to the worship music that we have there, and that's now on my playlist and and stuff like that. So just after perhaps calming down if I'm Mm -hmm. (laughs) irritated or something, just putting the headphones on and listening, thank thank you, Lord, for headphones Mm -hmm. and earbuds and things so I can listen to music and not have to bother anybody else in the house with that. So I can, I can enjoy that Uh, just getting away for uh, a little bit because my husband has been awesome about, you know, he'll watch, he knows what it's like to live with her too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So he's, Mm -hmm. he was always been willing to step up and take care of her and, uh, hang out with her while mommy goes off Mm -hmm. and and goes to the store or goes out to dinner with a friend. I just Mm -hmm. did that
0: a day or two ago too, so. That's a big blessing. That's, yes. that's great that you've got mm-hmm. that that support. You know. Okay, so we talked about earlier on that you've been part of the Wednesday community group that I get to lead, and I know that it's been impactful in your life because I've seen the changes in you. So, right. how would you say that um, being part of this group, how's it was it how's it made an impact in your life?
1: Yeah. Uh, Let Let's talk about. Uh, like you said, the change and everything. So when I started,
0: I yeah, I'll let really, you. I'll let you tell. Yeah. I'll let you tell that part because I don't want to see back. How see what it you say. Back in twenty twenty two, at the beginning of twenty twenty two,
1: I came in and I was uh still suffering from some bitterness. I think mm-hmm. over this because it had gotten over the last several years very hard. As I mentioned, the high school, middle school years were not easy at all, and just no joy. And I'm like, Lord, I need. I need you. I need joy. I need something again because this is not working out. Mm-hmm. So I had. Um, du- I I probably heard about Rising Above through maybe uh, one of the other podcasts. You know there are several podcasts out there. Right. So I, right. I'm get I'm going to say I'm going to name check here and I'm going to say that it was um, <sighs> this Sandra Peoples probably mm-hmm. podcast, which. I have a story about that I'm going to tangent on real quick here. The 2022 theme at Rising Above uh, Restoration, I've been doing the one-word challenge, the one-word conference yeah. type challenge thing that Sandra, Sandra has been involved in. Yes, yes. So my 2020 word was um, uh, endurance. Mm. And I thought, you know, at first I thought, okay, that seems nice. I'd like to have endurance. Not really going into that, realizing that endurance is not a particularly pleasant word. Mm-hmm. It's not a particularly right. easy thing to do. It brings challenges. So we mm-hmm. got through 2020 like everybody did. <laughs> 2021, my word was renew. Oh, excuse me, 2022. My word for 2022 was renew, which tangent, tangented, is that a word?
0: Uh, you it, can make it up.
1: <laughs> it's <fine>. dovetailed, <laughs> dovetailed. Dovetailed. We go. perfectly into restoration, Mm. renewed restoration. So I just love how uh, God worked that out so that Mm -hmm. my starting at the beginning of 2022 with the community group, that was the beginning of renewal for me and restoration for everybody Mm. involved in rising above. And I just love how that really, it did play out where I'm not in the same place Mm -hmm. that I was at the beginning. Now Mm -hmm. I will say that this is not a total it's not new, it's renew for mm-hmm. me. So I have had joy before, I have been happy. It's just, I've lost it, a lot of it, over the past few years mm-hmm. of all this hardness. And mm-hmm. it's been such a blessing to have some of that joy back.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of a weekly reminder. You know, we come together and if, for those who have not been to one of our groups, um, we start, at least in my group, we start every single time with something that we're grateful for. Uh, we started that so early on at Rising Above, even actually before there was a Rising Above. And we used to just have a group of moms that met before there even wasn't officially a Rising Above Ministries. And we, we started every time with gratitude because we knew that when we can shift the focus off of our circumstances and find things to be grateful for, that it changes the narrative of our story. And so how have you seen that play out for you? You know, that's been a weekly part. You've been a faithful, I mean, it's, it's very rare that you are not there. You were mm-hmm. usually there every week and every week we're starting off with that gratitude. How have you seen that shift the narrative for you?
1: Well, I love that. And that's one of the things that I think is great about the Rising Above and the community groups is the focus on gratitude. And podcasts you've had before that are about the flip side—I love those mm-hmm. too. I'm like, hey, you guys do that every quarter or something. Come mm-hmm. back and Got do some it. flip side things. Make a yes. note, yeah. Everybody make a note now because I—I I enjoy all that. Just that's—it's—it seems maybe Pollyanna-ish, but I don't think it is mm-hmm. really. I think it's a mm-hmm. great—I think it's—it's it's godly certainly. Mm-hmm. If we are who give thanks in all circumstances, how can you not mm-hmm. say you need to be finding something about mm-hmm. that? I. I can remember my husband tells me a story about how um, his family has been on the poor side. And I think his dad's dad at a Thanksgiving or some meal at some point told the family, he said, what do I have to be thankful about? Mm. And then it turns out the next day the house burned down. (laughs) I'm pretty amazing (laughs) Wow. Way of saying maybe you should have realized you do have something to be thankful mm-hmm. about. There is always I'm breathing right now. Mm-hmm. My daughter's happy downstairs mm-hmm. eating pizza rolls. So
0: yeah. I'm able I, to do this interview, have yes, this conversation we've
1: this interview after several times of trying. So yes. Yes. There's yeah. always. Always so something. much to be thankful mm-hmm. to God for yeah. His mercy. His mercies are new every morning. I love mm-hmm. that phrase. Yeah. Sometimes I wake up and I think this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be mm-hmm. glad in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've sort of taken the practice that you have of when my head hits the pillow at night, I'm like, okay, let's give God some thanks. Let me think, mm-hmm. Let me go over the day and think, of what do I, what do I have to be thankful yeah. for?
0: And it, it does. It-, it changes everything. It changes yeah. our whole perspective and uh it it that is the game changer for me in all things if i'm if i'm having mm-hmm. a you know just feeling kind of low feeling kind of sad mm-hmm. about things if i can shift that narrative man it changes everything and uh I, some days i do it better than others but, oh yeah you know, when i can when i rem- when i can rise above it you know and exactly. remember remember to be grateful then it it helps everybody so Okay so you've been at this journey about 20 years now and uh-huh. you've been through a lot you've had a lot you've, you've faced many many things and if you could go back to Chris 20 years ago maybe even you know 17 when your daughter's you know you're she's born you're starting to uh-huh. to get those diagnoses seeing things are going to be different for your family what would you say to that young Chris hmm.
1: I I think that I would want me to know that this journey is hard, but the best part about it is it's going to bring you back to remind you that God is faithful. In fact, it is my word for 2023, faithful. And I'm looking forward to seeing how this plays out Mm. both on God's end and maybe even my end, but (laughs) definitely his end, he is faithful. He has not abandoned me. Mm. Ever. Yeah. Through anything I've gone through. I mean, before the kids were born, my mother lived with us and she had pretty serious health issues. So I was dealing at one point with a newborn and a mom. I was pushing in a wheelchair and stuff like that. So he's faithful. Mm -hmm. I'm still here. I'm still breathing. And third time's a charm on that interview. (laughs) So. <laughs>
0: there, you, there you go. Yeah, nobody knows we had a little break about a 10 minute break mm-hmm. in between the recording because you need you were needed. Yeah. So, you know, that's yeah. just that's how we roll. We we yep. just pick up and we go. So, well, Chris, as we close out this conversation, you know, we've heard part of your story. We know it hasn't always been easy. Mm-hmm. But what would you say are some of the ways that you rise above your circumstances?
1: Um, I would say that I only rise above my circumstances because of Jesus mm-hmm. and what he's done. I, I can't do it myself, certainly. And the fact that he's led me here to the Rising Above community, to my church, to everything that's happened over the last uh, you know six months to a year in my life, that's all him, really. I mean, and I'm so thankful that he is, as I said, faithful. That is just amazing to me, thinking of how I was baptized at 12 and, you know, maybe slacked off in my faithfulness to him, but mm-hmm. he never, ever yeah. left.
0: Beautiful. So Beautiful. There. Well, Chris, thank you so much for your time today. And, you know, I'm grateful that we were able to to get finished up and get to, to hear more of your story and...
1: Let's thank Grace now for being nice and eating her pizza rolls and,
0: <laughs> and leaving you mom alone a little bit. Being cooperative <laughs> and helping you out with that. So thank you, Grace. Thank you, Grace. Yes. Well, and thank you, Chris. And I'll see you tomorrow at Community yep. Group. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Rising Above with Becky Davidson, created and produced by Rising Above Ministries. To learn more about us and our resources for special needs families, visit risingaboveministries.org or download our free app. If you've enjoyed listening and want to hear more, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and review. You can always share it to encourage a friend. And remember, joy can be found in every story.